Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What episode number is this? I don't number them. How dare you? It's just free ball. Welcome to what we say. Is this, Are we in the fourth or in the fifth year of this show? Well, we started in summer 2020, so we're okay. not quite to our fourth okay. anniversary. Fair enough. How would you speak of that in gestational terms? Oh, man. A lot of growing. The baby. Yeah, it's, it's an old baby. He's old. Terrible. Yep. I don't want that. If, if upon birth, the child were a prodigy, an instant multimillionaire that would take care of you the rest of your life in pampered style. Yeah, I I could. Would it it be worth a four-year gestational period? Oh God, I don't know. That's maybe. It's and it's proper stretched, so it's like the the last trimester of the four years you're big and getting uh, bigger and i don't know i don't know you're giving me a little ptsd flashback well, to our kids pregnant. love by the way uh, um this what, is awesome today. what show is it who are we it's awesome today i think everyone knows this they tune in and even if it were like an accident they just accidentally that somebody else got in their car reprogrammed the radio buttons and they hit three thinking it was going to be that classic country but then they hear us it's like i've never heard this show today but it's awesome (laughs) so it's only fitting that it's awesome today yeah 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 so uh you're you're sipping a little sangria wine yeah i am what do you what do you think about sangria it's so sweet. It I don't sweet. even know if I can. You poured me like what an inch, two inches. Uh, you bet. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know if I can drink this. What? Uh, what's the first time you ever had sangria? First time I ever had sangria was at a um, a girls' weekend retreat. Mm. Oh, let's see. How many years Everybody ago would this have been? Tore their tops off and drank sangria. Isn't that what every guy's imagination of a girl's Definitely. weekend is? Yes. A lot of topless conversations and wine drinking. Yes. Maybe some cigarette smoking. 
It was when I was pregnant with the twins. Hmm. Well, way to smoke while you're pregnant. So, and they're they're eleven. So, a little over a decade ago would be my first time with sangria. What was your what was that virginal experience like? How how did you evaluate it in the moment? Um, I thought, wow, this is so sweet and fruity. This particular one, which is the Costco version, mm-hmm. it, it kind of tastes like Kool Aid. Kind of tastes a little Costco-y. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. I don't know. Okay. Will it be worth the headache? We we shall see. I've had to well, taper off on like my. You're drinking the whole bottle here or something. I don't think I've had, I'd cut you off. I've had to cut my own self off from drinking much alcohol these days because it seems connected to my headaches. Okay, so you don't drink enough, you get a headache. <laughs> no, I think you approached this from the wrong perspective. <laughs> so anyway, it is sangria. What about you? Uh, well, thank you for asking. What's your experience with the sangria? Um, I can't think proper in my lifetime before the the sangria experience. I can't think before that if I'd ever had more than just like a, a sip of somebody else's wine or something. Sure. Never really. Not wasn't so much what you'd call a wine guy. Yeah, you're really not. I threw, not heavy, now, not ever. I threw heavy air quotes around that because for those of you who aren't watching the live feed of this, um, is that what they call it? The whatever, the video format of it. <laughs> yeah, well, there's are a live we, feed. Are we streaming on Twitch? There's a live feed that you can see but can't hear. It's called the Bay Window. Yes. Um, I was coaching. Okay. And Coaching what? Football. Okay. For... For school, I okay. had a football team. Yes, I don't want to. I don't want to reveal anybody's things. You'll know was, immediately who I'm talking it about. It was called Shit Hook You. Shit Hook You, yes, uh, the mighty Shit Hook Warriors. They're known all across the land. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old inside joke. Old, old um, deep cut joke. We had, we'd made it to a bowl game. Oh, and there are many, many storied traditions within the rich and vulgar halls of coaching. Mm-hmm. One of them is you go to a ball game, your head coach one night while you're there takes the entire staff out to eat. Yes. And it better be a damn good place. His job is to foot the bill and not say a word. And your responsibility is to try to get him to flinch. Oh, okay. That sounds fun. Now, this particular head coach, it was his first year to be a head coach, uh-huh. and he was a very miserly-minded person. Yes. And he was already, he was literally visibly sweating, which wasn't uncommon for him when he became anxious. He was a heavy sweater. He had to, uh, on the rug for the entirety of his career, the equipment guy knew to bring two pair of khakis because at halftime, whether it was 20 degrees out or whatever, he was going to have sweat through the first pair in an obscene-looking way, and he had to change. Yeah. And it was always a real delight to walk in when he was mid-change, and he was also a commando guy, so he's naked and flopping about all giddy because he's naked halfway down and getting his new pants on. Um. Anyway, thank God the pants didn't come off at the restaurant, but he was sweating. He was sweating over... What we could only guess was fearful anticipation of what we were going to do to him on the bill. Uh-huh. And uh, it's it's mostly, in, at least in the ways I participated in this, and I think 
what, four or five different times this was an event I got to participate in. The uh, head coach often will be the one that's ordering for everyone yes. as well. It's, it's a pageantry thing. Of course. So he leaps in for the opening drink orders. Yes. And he orders a pitcher of sangria wine. Yeah. At this place. And it was and it was a it was what what would you say upper mid tier restaurant. Okay. But it wasn't nice like it was supposed it to be. It wasn't like fine dining. No. No. It was like But it wasn't like Johnny Carino's. Like don't come in here in a tank top. Yeah. No Johnny Carino's like you need sir, can you put your shirt back on? You can't change shirts at halftime of the meal, no matter how sweaty you are. <laughs> he orders the sangria. It was insanely sweet, and I'm not even sure they hadn't poured a bottle of wine into some Kool-Aid and then shoved that pitcher full of ice as well. Oh yeah. We passed that around and and like just as soon as you know everybody's cup is full, he's like, the pitcher's coming. He was trying to preempt yeah. anybody breaking him on the liquor bill. Okay. And so we were all we all almost had a hangover by the time the food was served, I'm just sure. because it's such a, it was such a low level alcohol. Yeah, uh, it was not. It turned me off a of sangria when I poured that for you and smelled it. I got <laughs> a little, little throat water. I was doing, no, no, not again. <laughs> Put your pants on. So that was the that was my first experience. That was way more dramatic than mine. It, it, I granted, I I baited you into this story because I. I indeed. wanted to share scars of my youth. Indeed, indeed. Your long ago lost youth. Yes, yes. We have had some interesting linguistic discussions indeed. lately. One of them being, if I'm going to explain something to you in a way that makes you feel like you don't already know, mm. it's the gender opposite of mansplaining is the preferable term Lady splaining, woman splaining, she splaining. Hmm. I like she splaining. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with she splain. Let me let me she splain this to you. Oh, please do. I mean, I just I feel like it's not the like grammatical opposite of mansplaining True. that would necessitate necessitate woman splaining, but I feel like that's too much of a mouthful. It loses some of the zing to it if you yeah. have to say woman splaining. I feel like True mansplaining is. Punctual and, mm. but also I feel a bit cheated because we don't get a choice. There's no such thing as gentleman splaining or masculine splaining. It's only mansplaining. There's no, is there boy splaining? I've never heard of that. The, the twins boy splaining. They are. And well, Nico too. Now that's true. Nico is the chief, chief executive officer. Yes. And he's getting his annual bonus for sure he's when it comes to more mansplaining. Like a communist propagandist, I believe. Good Lord. What if, what if we put categories on the people themselves mm -hmm. as to how, and that dictated how they could describe. So if, if, if you're a lady, which is different than being a woman to me, you, you lady has love a definition. To make that distinction, yes. Well, then you'd have a very genteel form of lady splaining. Yeah. She splaining could be the more trailer park version. If you want to get a little rough with your language and a little bit more abrasive in your delivery. Okay. Um, woman splaining. Now, we've not even visited all the. Is there transplaining? 
I mean, there would have to be. Well, somebody needs to transplant that to me. <laughs> what What are we missing here? That, that it seems interesting to me because yeah, I mean, I guess that one's different. I was going to say like, I've never heard of gay splaining, but maybe that's a whole thing. Oh, I bet it is. Maybe maybe every one of the initials in that group has their version. Maybe so, and that would mean there's also heterosplaining. Well, that's true. It can be used in so many ways. It's a versatile. It's thing. versatile. It was cold in here. Now you're hot, aren't you? Now I'm getting. Now you're sweating like a ball coach at halftime. I just bring me my other pants. My cheeks are getting cold. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I introduced you to. Uh, yeah. Okay. Quite a treat this week. Yeah. And it no, was no segue at all. It just... wasn't just me without my drawers on. <laughs> okay. Or in an excessively sweaty state. Right, 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 right. What uh, what did I what did I bring to my lady? <laughs> my lady. <laughs> okay, now you guys listen. We're trash. We are trash and this is trash food. It is pure trash food. You're going to judge us. Well, I hope so. I invite it. I dare you. We should be judged. Yeah, bring it on. I don't even remember the occasion for this, except that we were... You were hungry. Uh, yes, I was hungry, and I was going to go fix a snack, and you said, let me fix you a snack. Mm-hmm. And you came back with a plate, and on that plate was what could only be referred to as Cheetos nachos. The redneck varietal. Let's t- talk about that. First of all, speaking of varietals, which version of Cheetos did you choose? The puffy or the crunchy? Oh, the crunchy. Okay. Puffy's no good. All right. Uh, only babies and adults that aren't me like puffs. But mainly puffs are a baby's food. The twins love puffs. I know. They're still Explains babies. They still have little baby mouths. They yeah. can't eat hot things. They're, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're precious. I've always liked a crunchy Cheeto. Yes. Okay. So you, you filled my plate. You, you laid them out on the plate. Well, the crunchy Cheetos. If I may interject into your she-splanation. <laughs> I went in thinking like, yeah, I'm going to get her a snack and it's going to be awesome. Okay. Um, That's a very aggressive take on snack prep. I like to be pleasing to you in any way that I can. Okay. It's a challenge. I'm not a pleasing person, generally speaking. And I'm not easily pleased. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> match made um, in the opposite of heaven. It's true. So... I go into the kitchen and there is there is not much coherency in there of things to snack on. It's like a stale piece of bread and one rotten apple. We did have a rusty pocket knife <laughs> and a did, death threat. We did, <laughs> and it was stabbed in the door. Yeah. Uh we did have a an larger than usual variety of snack foods because you had really set us up for Super Bowl Sunday. That's true. Week. But it was like everything was like there was half an oatmeal cream yeah, pie sandwich, like, exactly Swiss cake roll that somebody had unraveled and eaten all the goo out of and <laughs> threw it on the floor and stomped on it. We don't clean or anything. Hey, by the way, we did have ding dongs. I was yeah. so skeptical because I was like, I don't think they make ding dongs anymore. Well, they don't come in the classic, yeah, no. vintage, not in the foil foil packaging. But you did find ding dongs. They are uh, corrected vintage reproductions. Reproduction, yeah, yeah. It's not. The, it's not truly the word. Somebody bought the recipe, but it's not the same. It's not the same. 
okay. that old chef at Hostess that used to ashy cigar into the batter. It just brought a special taste to the ding dong. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> um. Okay, so yeah, you went in the kitchen and there was just like an odd array. Yeah, from which to yeah, choose. it was like a, a shotgun of stuff. Just a shotgun <laughs> smattering of rando yeah, stuff. Yeah, random noodles stuck to the wall from prior things. All kinds of stuff. Well, what we did have was about a quarter a bag of crunched up parts of crunchy Cheetos, and then in the fridge we had a half a giant bag of mozzarella cheese. Yep, shredded. 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 That's what makes it redneck. Pre-shred nachos. Part one is that it's pre-shredded cheese and not yeah something finer and more liquidy and pretend. Just pretend in its own way. Sure. The second part that makes it redneck is that it's it doesn't have to be tortilla chips. It can be anything crunchy. Yeah. You were skeptical. I was skeptical, and I said I've never had a heated up. Because you microwaved it all. Oh, yeah. You have to, to melt the fake cheese. Yeah. Well, it was real cheese. Mm, kind of. Um, I said, I've never had a warm Cheeto in my life. And you said, don't knock it till you've tried it. I said, welcome to the dark side. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you guys what. They were good, and I ate that entire plate. You would, and you would have eaten the warm Cheetos without the shredded cheese melted on them, wouldn't you? I would have. They were tasty. I've never had warm Cheetos before, but now I don't think I can eat them any other way. You want me to throw a real twist at you? Okay. Next time you make popcorn, microwave some Cheetos and mix it in with the popcorn. Mm. <laughs> That's quite a thing. Mm-hmm. I like to do that. Yeah. Not so much the M&Ms and other things like that. Yeah. Invariably, I touch my clothing and face and things, and the cheese washes out easier than the chocolate. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, another question we pondered this week because— There's a lot of pondering this week. We we tried—we're we're watching some stuff. Mm. We tried <laughs> watching Yellowstone. Yeah, I disapprove. Sorry, everybody that likes it. Hot take. I think it sucks. Okay. You had some real problems with it. Philosophically, practically. Hey, maybe maybe that's how people from the part of the country that this portrays. Maybe exactly what they did on the show is how people ranch up there. Mm-hmm. It, ain't, it ain't the kind of ranching I've ever seen. Nobody goes out to break a horse well, wearing their... Sunday go to meet and close. I think that you did not like it for the same reason why you could not watch Friday Night Lights, which is a show everybody loved. Yeah, probably so. You made me sad bringing up the name of that show. Okay. Are your glasses fogged over? Yeah, hang on. They are. Um, Breathing oh, man, it's in there. both. This is okay. So we're watching Yellowstone. I thought Yellowstone was in Montana, but. I'm wrong. The majority of Yellowstone is in Wyoming. And so then we started discussing what are you called if you are native to the state of Wyoming? Yeah. We're fully realizing we have access to the internet and Google and we should have just looked it up. Get a it's like, that's way too much trouble. But what were some of your guesses? Um, well, the Wyoming and Wyoming Indians. Yeah. It's hard to pronounce. And I didn't, I wasn't calling them Indians. Why Wyomingian, Wyomingians, I, I can't even make my mouth form the proper thing that my mind imagines. Okay, look, I'm. I just typed into the Google machine. What are you called if you are from here? Are the ones that Belgian? Google, listen, Google said, "Hey, you might be like other people and be googling 
what are you called if you are from Belgium, Denmark, Greenland, Guam, mm-hmm. Bahamas. I know that one, Bahamian. Yeah. Singapore, Thailand. But let's find out if you are from Wyoming. Drumroll or something. I don't know. Wyomingite? Wyomingite. Well, that just feels dumb, and I'm sorry for all the Wyomingites out there. Do we have anyone in Awesome Today fam from Wyoming? A Wyomingite, if or you will. family that lives there. Any connection that you could claim Please first or hand. secondhand proper knowledge. It would make my life complete if I knew we could have Claire listening in New Zealand and someone. To have a, a stateside counterpart. Yeah. Just to have someone. I'm not saying Wyoming's a counterpart to New Zealand. I'm just saying like. Isn't it? No. Claire, no, he doesn't mean that. New Zealand's down under. Wyoming's up above. It works. One of them's surrounded by water. The other's landlocked. Yep. I think it's. I think it's a good opposite. Okay. I just. I would like to know. Yeah. Hey, we. That wasn't the only show we watched. Wasn't that a smooth segue? That was a good segue. Thank you. That wasn't the only show we watched. What else did you start to watch that I woke up and watched? Yes, we. You watched a whole thing by accident that yeah. I had started. Did you start it on purpose, or it was one of those instances where you rolled over and? Oh no! Hit I started the remote. I started on purpose. Okay. You know, I love a good docuseries, and you know, have whatever opinion you may about Netflix. They do a good docuseries. They're not mm-hmm. great. They're not accurate necessarily. Sometimes they are problematic in their length and their scope, those types of things. If you think about like Making a, making a Murderer, mm-hmm. that was a good docuseries, but it was about five episodes too long. <laughs> like if, they could have yeah, really condensed that material. Even six or seven. Um, Netflix has a docuseries out about Rael. I think is how you pronounce it. It's an alien cult. Mm-hmm. I love a cult. I love a, aliens. Is it a French guy? That I think it was. Yeah, I think I believe he is French. Is the man's name real? See, I, I started. I changed it. his name. I can't. I don't know. We've discussed the fact that our our sleep schedules are quite staggered right now with you going well, to bed. I'm New Zealand early. and you're a exactly. Wyoming night. Here we go. Exactly. So you were sound asleep. I really did want to watch this. As is my custom, I promptly fell asleep. Mm-hmm. You woke up. Yeah. And then you take it from I, here. because I, I woke got, up and was like, who's here? And I got about. Took a swing into the air. Probably five minutes into the first episode and I was gone ski. I was, uh, I drifted in and out. <laughs> But that made for some interesting yeah, things, too. Yeah, for a couple hours, I feel like. I drifted in and out. I'd watch a little. I'd sleep a little. Um, this won't be a good explanation of the show or retelling, but basic gist that I gathered was, I think he, I think it was a French journalist or okay. something yes. who'd ultimately become the leader of this group. Belief in... Um, Alien forefathers or gods or something that yeah. are going to be returning. Ancestors, yeah. Going to be returning at some point. Yeah. And something to do with like cloning technology and stuff. And then I was awake for this part. Okay. They referenced the point in time where this company, they had a, a company or more affiliated with them okay um they did in fact headquarter 
in the Bahamas clone a baby named Eve. And it was like lightning struck my brainstem because we talked about this. That's right. In the way backs of Awesome Today. Way, way, way back. Kind of that series of of when we were doing like on this day these are some different things that yeah. went down it was the birth of eve the first cloned human baby thing That's that anybody would right. admit to yes now as this show went on they couldn't there was no clear like maybe they cloned a baby maybe they didn't <laughs> they said they did but then they said they didn't just when it's like oh you did then mm-hmm. it's like no nah, man well, we didn't we wouldn't have done that well, this cult leader ended up bouncing loosely, either ejected or semi-prosecuted or something in the U.S. I think Japan, and I'm not sure where all else from there in the last I saw, uh, I think had, had moved on to Africa. Okay. Because that seemed like the least prosecutable place maybe left. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, okay. Um, but it was a really interesting group of people, and, and there were many of them who, as they were interviewed, they would say, when questioned, like, you know, is this all bullshit? If it is all bullshit, are you offended? Any of that? But there were more than one that were just like, you know what, the the whole thing, whether it's real or not, made my life more enjoyable and gave me purpose, so I have no problem with it. Well, that's pretty rare for someone coming out of a cult Yeah, to say yeah. that. Like, you know, I look back with my... With fondness on my mm. years, yeah. culty years. Yeah. That's not a Well, now I really want to watch it and not fall asleep this time. It's tedious. Does Netflix offer the ability to watch something like at 1.5 or 2 times speed like podcasts do? I think you can do that. However, I think you have to be watching on a browser. Okay. Not on a, like a Roku app. Because that, that was a long documentary, and I don't think I could handle a whole deal. But to speed it up... I, I, I could do that, maybe. You know, you can also play mobile games in the Netflix app on your mobile device. Interesting. So there's that. I don't want to do that. You found a game that you love. Why would you? I like the sanctity of of hovering over my phone until my shoulders ache and I have a headache in the base of my skull. It's on your phone. You put the Netflix app on your phone and there's mobile games in the Netflix Uh, app on your phone. Oh, that feels like really spy-like. I'm just creepy. telling you that okay. that's an option. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. But you were just like, Rick, you found a game you liked. You do have a game. Well, then why would I want a new one? Don't. Don't do it. Don't look at the Netflix. Okay. Games. I won't. Glad you brought it up. Thanks. Maybe someone in Awesome Today family Helpful used to Harriet. That. What else are they going to do in Wyoming no in offense. February? Well, they're going to freeze her. Yeah. Took us So off. put the Netflix app on your Mobile device and play some games. You go stand out in the cold on the north side of the house and kiss your ass goodbye. Yep. Okay. Pretty much. Pretty much. All right. So you didn't see enough of. No. Rayel, Rayel, however you I said it. I am not even. I'm genuinely not exaggerating. I don't think I made it five minutes in. When I woke up and heard the name, I thought they were talking about like the old street fighter game or something and that was one of the characters is like what are we watching <laughs> that's good that's good you introduced me to some mighty fine podcast listening this week oh man it's been an interesting week <laughs> you guys i wish you could have seen kyle you it was just, like a damn no experience with my facial expression almost levitated out of his seat it's been a wild week yes it has 
well, now I don't even know what I could say because you've got the enthusiasm for the. Well, I'll give some background and then I'll I'll feed you some okay. opportunities for you to be like, yes, that is crazy or some canned response. How about that? Okay. A, f- a couple of years ago, I feel like now, um, I was, I like, I like to go on deep dives and research things and oftentimes to no conclusion, just I, I wanted the information. I've talked before about a pretty long-term deep dive I went down on the, how you would home distill spirits. Oh, yes. Fascinating. It's illegal. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But it's fascinating. And, I, and I, every once in a while, I'll still go back and look at that stuff. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, so similarly, I was, I had gotten curious for some reason or another about AR-15s, probably because they're in the news yeah. often um, and grossly misunderstood, poorly defined, all of that. Um, and then I was thinking, like, I wasn't in the market for a rifle, mm-hmm. but the AR is the AR platform is wildly versatile. It is like the the Legos of the gun world. I think that's what is the appeal for you. You like to you like to tinker and customize things a little bit. If I have a specific thing I'm after, but that world has gotten so you're able to get so specialized in so many different things yeah. to the point where it's just probably even arguably not functional anymore. But I, I, I got curious and I was like, what would, if you were in the market for a general purpose, solves just about any problem a normal human might ever need to encounter, if that's some light hunting, some varmint removal, um, home defense, what whatever it is that you'd have to hang on the gun rack in the back of your pickup truck, whatever it is that you, you want to do, what would be a build type for that? Yeah. And man, there's there's a lot of opinions in this world, but I'd come across a not small number of YouTube channels who were centered around former operators. Yes. Special forces, yada, 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 all of that. And then describing you had kind of two themes there one was for a person a a civilian who was never going to serve that found enjoyment on the weekend of pretending like they were clearing rooms and Mm -hmm. doing SWAT team and special forces activities obviously tied into airsoft and war games and all that stuff and then you had just like the, I think it's a good idea to have a a, a weapon, home defense, hunting, multi-purpose yes. things. And let's let's be reasonable. Let's keep it simple. You don't need thousands of dollars of optics and all the thing. It's it has a purpose, and it doesn't have to be. You don't need to be equipped like an operator, right? Well, I'd run across a guy named Sean Ryan, former. Former SEAL and then did some contract work after that for either CIA, State Department, I can't recall, maybe both. And he'd had a a video that was basically making fun of all the garbage Mm. that people would stack on top of a rifle that just makes it like a circus instead of a, a functional tool of any kind. Sure. And I'd enjoyed that, and I'd realized through that, oh, he, he has a podcast, yeah, which he also does in video format on YouTube. And I'd watched a few of those. Most of those at that time were him interviewing former and some current uh, special forces guys and, and things like that. 
May I interject? Ah, yeah, sure. Yeah, bring it. In case you're feeling like you're having deja vu, we have talked about Sean Ryan episodes numerous yes. times. Yes. Have I told this whole story, though? I think you have. But I that's apologize. okay. Because, no, listen. Have an awesome yesterday. No, no, no. But just, last time I told it. Here's the thing. Most of Awesome Today fam, as they're listening. They like repetitive drony things? No, they're doing other things. They're cleaning their kitchens. They're walking okay. their dogs. It's like... They're polishing their AR. <laughs> polishing their AR <laughs> in the kitchen while yes. they get ready to walk their dog. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. But if you are sitting here thinking like, oh, where have I heard this before? Yeah. We, we talked about Sean and his show. Sean fatigued with trying to make a business out of showing the public how to pretend like they are military. Right. Not to slam that. That's a whole market. People oh, do that. Sure. It just wasn't. He just had had enough. Yes. He had some experiences in life that changed where he wanted his focus to be really big efforts towards uh, finding the help, making sure that veterans that need the help get the help for PTSD, for all kinds of things, right? Right. Then through a lot of other things, he ends up, which is, I don't know if this surprises me or not. He ends up in the corner of the internet that's like, um, that seems like bullshit from the government. Mm-hmm. Not full-on conspiracy theory, but his popularity took off in a way that's beyond viral. I believe he's the number six podcast in the world right now. On Spotify charts. Um, I think, period. I think, but I, I could be wrong. Okay. I think on Apple. Okay. But... I would say, to clarify, I don't think he does, like, full conspiracy theory. I think he does, like, skepticism theory. Right. Yeah. No, not. Yeah. He's not a. Yeah. He's not a loose cannon. Yeah. I just want to make. He polishes his cannon in the kitchen. I love a good conspiracy theory, but I will say I have learned actual real learning, not just like, ooh, what if this were true kind mm-hmm. of discussion, way more from listening to him interview people. And and I think it's because of his just skyrocket to popularity, he has access to some wildly impressive people that you've never even heard of in right. many instances. Yeah. All of that to lead in and hand it back off to you and say, we came across, well, I'd listened to a whole lot of him this past week. Yeah. As I, as I worked, I'd done some transitional things and I I wanted something, something wallpaper to listen to, but then I found it hard to work because it was so interesting. (laughs) The first one I fired up, he was interviewing Joe McMonagall. Yes. Tell me about Joe. So Joe is, He's still alive. He's still alive. Yeah, very old. What'd you say? Like in his eighties? No, I think he's late seventies. Okay, well, still, (laughs) there's a difference. Older gentleman who is a trained remote viewer. In fact, the first, the first trained by the the first remote viewer. Well, that's not like in the history of humankind. I think they call him remote viewer zero or something. Yes, he's like the first one that. Put through all kinds of wild stipulative yeah. testing. It was like, yeah, he, he's doing this. Now, what is remote viewing? 
remote viewing is being able to intuit information Mm -hmm. that is specific in a location that you are not at. Right. Is that a good way to say it? Yeah. It's not necessarily like, hmm, how can I, this is a whole thing. Let, let's be clear. Sean's interview with Joe is over six hours long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a lot here. There's a lot. Um, It's not as if you like, viewing it makes it feel like you're like, um, are seeing like a movie screen or something like that. Right. In I've your heard, mind. I've heard him describe it as, Imagine there's a giant sheet of cardboard in front of you with a pencil hole through it. And as you move across, you you catch some images, you know oh, some things. Okay. Now, for him, I think it got a lot more specific than that. Yeah. So it is a one of the purposes of the gateway process, which we started talking experience. about about a year ago, the gateway experience. This is, it's all, yeah, and we, we deep dove this a while back. Uh-huh. It's gateway. It is Project Stargate that was under this was CIA run. This is it was under a whole lot of other names. Yeah. Going at least back to Truman. Oh, okay. President Truman, that is. Mm-hmm. Not the Truman show with Jim Carrey. Um before <laughs> before that. <laughs> um yeah, it's like, okay, just to give an example, he would in in some of his, you know, exercises in remote viewing. They would say, like, okay, I've got an, a sealed envelope here. Mm-hmm. You can't touch it. Can't touch it. Maybe not even see it. Right. Nobody, yeah. Nobody in the room or nobody that talks to him knows what's in it. His monitor, which is not like a computer screen monitor, but his person that he's sitting there with or is, you know, guiding him or whatever, would have, like, an envelope. And they would, what, ask him to tell him tell the monitor everything right. you're, that he you're embarrassing the family name oh god i'm humiliated right now please feel free to i still love you definitely i still love mansplain. you it's not mansplaining it's literally here's the details Sean's it's Sean's why are you why are you tossing it to me to explain this when you're the one that listened to all six hours i thought this. i thought there was part of it that you'd be more like oh this thing and you'd have some fire to bring but i I felt like I, I felt like I really read that one wrong. <laughs> you did, you did. I was unprepared to try okay. to explain the specifics of it. I enjoyed it, but you are the one that like really internalized the conversation. So, not to mention you listened to it more than once. By the way, it's true. This all began. Joe had a, an out of body experience, which yes. is different than remote viewing. He'd been, it was an assassination attempt on him. He'd been poisoned, was most likely dead. Mostly dead. About a half an hour. Yes. Um, And he had, as he came to after being resuscitated, he had all of these details about being out of body and watching all of this happen to his physical body. Yeah. They thought he was maybe had brain damage and stuff. They kept him under viewership for a while. All of this eventually led to getting hooked up with Project Stargate, getting hooked up with 
now what's Gateway's guy? What's the leader? Bob Monroe. Bob Monroe, the yes. Bob Monroe Institute. Who he got to be, Joe got to be pretty pretty good friends, close working companions with Bob. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Started moving down the remote viewing path. And so as things worked, one, they had to prove to the military to even have this project going on they had to prove that there was some validity yeah that it wasn't just quackery and silliness that there was something real going on and so kind of the test if you will that started out and it did later actually become kind of how things just worked period is that they would put some kind of information in a sealed envelope he didn't touch he didn't open any of that and they'd be like go Figure out something here. Tell yeah. us some information. As that progressed, and, and after he'd left the military for sure, it would be clients, yes. usually usually government agencies or military. And what they would have in the envelope would be GPS coordinates. Mm -hmm. And that was it. But it wasn't like he got to know what those coordinates were. Or exactly. Like he knew really Oh, old 52 degrees longitude. I know where that is. Nothing right. like that. Right. But somehow in his remote viewing, he would find what was at those coordinates that he had no idea what they were and give them convincing details that would help them sort through things. Fascinatingly, as well, in some instances later on in career, um, It'd be like some like a police officer would call and say, hey, we've got a missing kid. Mm -hmm. He'd ask, where's the last place the kid was seen? And then he'd reply with his remote viewing stuff to say, okay, go in one instance, like go from that point, get your compass, go this direction, this many, this much distance and call for the boy's name. And they do it and the boy's like, yeah, what? And there he is. They find the kid. Yes. It sounds outlandish and silly, but like it's... It's government documented. It's oh yeah, all this stuff. It's nobody's arguing with it. It's like yeah, it's it's a thing. Mm -hmm. Pretty wild stuff. Very and interesting. I deeply, deeply admire and am thankful for the work of the Monroe Institute and Hemisync Meditation. Mm -hmm. It's been so life changing. I feel like for both of us, and it was so interesting to hear him talk about it in a way that really both challenges and invites you to reconsider what we know about consciousness and how connected everything is and how interdimensional the possibilities of reality are. Yeah. 
It was really good. I only listened to probably what two hours of it, three hours of it, maybe. Yeah, in in different mm-hmm. sittings, pieces here and there. Yeah, it was really, really probably one of my. We've listened to a number of Sean's interviews through the years together. Probably one of my favorite ones. It's very good. I'll link to it's it in the show good. notes. Um, if you ever wonder, like, who listens to these podcast episodes that are six hours long? Yeah, well. We, I do. You. <laughs> I listen to a six-hour one in three, three and a half hours because I speed it up. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah. Um, for for those who don't recall or weren't part of prior conversations about what is Project Gateway and or the Gateway Experience, what is Project Start? What are all these things? Well, Bob Monroe, who was the the founder of the Institute, yeah. Um, he he was he had a career in audio yes. stuff and and he was really interested in like hey is there a way to learn while you're asleep yes listening to stuff all these different things did a lot of very scientific work studying what goes on with brain waves as you introduce different frequencies and things to the body knowing that the the body operates at different frequencies during different times and so can you in effect kind of softly brute force your way into something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the the idea would be that you're playing, you're wearing headphones or something, and in each ear you're playing a frequency, either one by itself you couldn't hear. Mm-hmm. But when it's isolated in each ear, then the, the two hemispheres of the brain work together to create where you are hearing the difference in the two, which is otherwise uh, not something audible. But it's there. It's very light. It's in the background. They're playing white noise or ocean or different things in the process. It is, it's attempting to bring the two hemispheres of your brain into continuity, into the same frequency. Mm -hmm. Much like any form of meditation where you're trying to quiet nonsense and actually get to a deeper place, much like what prayer is, even praying the rosary is. It's something that attempts to bring peace and a a deeper level of communication. Yes. And I'll be, if it doesn't seem to tie to out-of-body experiences, potentially remote viewing, all kinds of other things as well, if that's something you're into. Mm -hmm. Even just the peace and the quieting of the accuser's voice in your ear sometimes is a pretty valuable thing. Absolutely, yes. Truly. You listened to another interview with... Listened to a bunch of interviews. Yes. But yes, there was one other, and I thought to bring it up specifically, I know that not everybody likes listening to dudes. Yeah? Some people do, some people don't. It's all a matter of preference. I also don't think probably most people like when somebody's gone out of their way to introduce a woman's voice just for the sake of it being a woman when there's no message, there's no thing, there's no... Does this make sense? Yeah. Like, isn't that a little insulting sure. to you as a very intelligent voice and person? You're looking odd at me. Mm-hmm. Have I stepped in it? You what stepped happened? stepped in it a little. It's okay. Well, don't we see... Well, let's flip it around. 
So from your perspective as a strong woman, yes, you would see, this is why the term mansplaining exists, <laughs> you would see an instance where there's an unqualified man that has the mic. Maybe his name's Kyle. And it's a little agitating to sit through the bullshit of it just because he's a dude, he got the mic, right? Yes. I. Why does all the pause and appreciate the meta moment of you mansplaining, mansplaining to me? It's a beautiful, I would have thought you would understand it and I wouldn't have to mansplain, mansplain into it. <laughs> it's not necessarily, I think the heart of mansplaining is not necessarily that the man's unqualified. It's more that he the, man, the, woman is... the man presumes that the woman is unqualified to understand okay. what's happening in a situation. Certainly an aspect. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. Good. Appreciate the explanation. <laughs> That was some she-splaining for you. Don't you think, though, that also what I'm saying is is at times very true? That it's like this this person, this this man, in this instance, like he's not qualified, yeah, to be explaining this, and we're all stuck here listening to him. And that doesn't matter if you're a woman, a man, a oh sure, a whatever you want to call yourself. Yes, that gets really agitating. I think, yes. And so to me, mm, Your Honor, mm, to me, in my opinion, mm. if I am part of a group who historically seems to have not been listened to as often, mm -hmm. then when somebody puts a woman, for the sake of having a woman there, they yeah. put a woman in that spot, and it's embarrassing. It's like, there were so many better choices. It's like, here was the chance, and you've put somebody there that's just not helped the cause. That's how I felt when Mary Fallon was elected not once but twice to the governorship of Oklahoma. Okay, so this is this is what I'm getting at. And so when I hear, which I did, when I hear a woman on mic that's an ass kicker, mm -hmm. I'm eager to share that with you. Oh, okay. And I would think that any woman would be like, yeah, I want to hear Yes. I want to hear that. Okay. Sean does an interview with Sarah Adams, and I'm going to have to – I can't remember her title here. Hang on. She w was a CIA targeter. Okay. Which means heavy, heavy analytics, spy work, operating within the muddy, ugly, terrible bureaucracy of, of – governmental stuff to try to get anything done has mm. helped take down multiple overseas targets of bad men and things. And she is impressive. Okay. Talks so fast I had to take it back down to normal speed because oh she's got so much information to share. Yes. Has lived a kick-ass life doing all kinds of stuff. Lots of amazing stories. That's a really interesting one. Okay. I haven't even listened to any of that. I would think very I would think any anybody would would listen. So I would listen, and I'm not a woman. I don't know if anybody knows that. I would listen from the perspective, not that I'm proud because she power or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. I'm proud because that was a person that served in my government and within duties there and kicked ass, just like we would expect them to do, but most don't. Yeah. And so I was I was proud to listen. Okay. I got to listen to that one. You was should. it a long one too? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I've told you this before, and I, I do want to listen to that. I've told you I am more than anything. I'm so fascinated to know how the sausage is made behind the scenes in mm. the Sean Ryan show. You want me to show? Oh, the show. Sorry. I thought we were going somewhere else. Because 
he does these long form interviews in a studio and it's under like very, very, very specific aesthetic. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, what am I trying to say? Like it's the same format. It's in this dark studio, mm-hmm. very interesting, like moody lighting. Yeah, very cigar and cognac type yes, setting. Yes. And he brings people in and he does these long form interviews. And it's like I was telling you for me, even being on microphone with somebody for an hour really zaps my energy, not in a bad way, but just like that's a lot to give both for Sean himself, mainly for him because he's done hours and hours of prep work mm-hmm. leading up to the interview. But mm-hmm. then also for the guests, like how I'm just like, how, do, how does everyone keep their energy up? How do they do they take breaks? Do they, you know, I'm just so interested in how the production works on that show. From what I've listened to which is wholly inadequate to, oh, here's how he does it. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. It seems to me like whoever is being interviewed has come in for perhaps a few days. Okay. At least two, it seems like. Probably either stays on property or at a hotel near you or something. Um, and it, it, it seems like they just start out, they sit and bullshit. Mm-hmm. And talk to get comfortable. Camera's running the whole time. Yeah. Obviously, microphone with the camera. It's not just like, I can't hear what they're saying. It's just video. Um, all the all the stuff's running as they sit in these comfortable chairs, all that. And just talk, ask questions. And he's got his, his uh, notepad, sometimes gets fired up, has to circle back. And be like, oh, hey, back to whatever topic. Yeah. But I, I, it's over the course of a couple days, usually, if not more than a couple. And then it's the editing after that to put it back in order and make it seem like, oh, we just sat down for six hours. When, in fact, I think they sat down for hour two, maybe three, if they're just really in flow. Yeah. But then, yeah, they break. They go have a snack. They go, I think his property is in the great outdoors. And they go enjoy nature a little bit, come back, talk some more. And I, and I gather this because he talks about his patreon people gets they get access to a lot of the stuff that was edited out oh okay which sounds like quite a bit of content okay fascinating i love to know how people make what they make so the sarah adams and i think i can i think i've still got this up on my phone hang on that's around uh episode 81 okay and that is a two-parter i have no idea my phone's not telling me how long those are but they're couple hours each at least okay solid she's super impressive all right you you might be threatened if she's interested in fat balding guys with white beards you may have you may have to fight her give me a run for my money yes fight her that's all you got to do even if you lose i'll still pick you oh poor sangria on her there you go Molotov cocktail with sangria. That's a crust. <laughs> She's Sorry. a servant to the country. I've got the snorts today. I don't know what's going on. Okay, I'm going to radically change topics. Please do. It's well, radical. Please do. I feel like it's time. Are you familiar with a stingray in North Carolina, in an aquarium in North Carolina? Not just any stingray. Stingray Corvette? No, an actual stingray. It's not just any stingray, though. It's a... a Lady Stingray named Charlotte, and she's pregnant. Uh oh. Are you familiar with this story? It wasn't. It wasn't the zookeeper's child. Well, there is some question to, as to how this happened. How did Charlotte get knocked off? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my saying. 
A pregnant stingray at a North Carolina aquarium has become an overnight celebrity, and many are wondering who the father is. You haven't seen this on your TikTok? I have not. Is it a Goliath grouper? Well, here's the deal. Charlotte, she's a, a round stingray. Even when she's not pregnant, she's still a round stingray, okay? Oh, I've never heard of such a thing. Well— So they're not—she's not flat. I don't know. I, we'll look up a picture here in a minute. So she's at the um, aquarium, aquarium and Shark Lab— in Hendersonville, North Carolina. The North Carolinians. There we go. Nice. Good. She is pregnant with as many as four stingray pups. Did you know stingray babies are called pups? I had no idea. Okay. Today I learned. Here's the tricky thing about Charlotte. Charlotte hasn't shared her tank with any male stingrays in at least eight years. But there was a spider that knew Wilbur the pig and spun a web Well, near the tank. Spiders. His name was Charlotte. Okay, good. That was nice. That was a good tie-in. Did my best. Yeah, I could see you labored over that one. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I just gave birth to four pups. Okay. Charlotte, some are like, hey, did Charlotte get impregnated by one of the five male sharks in that tank? What? Yeah. Charlotte was found engulfed with shark bites, which could signal that she mated with a shark. Except, Did you say mated or mated? Mated. Mated. Because Hobo I thought babies. you said she made it with a shark. It's like, are we in seventh grade? Yeah. What just happened? Yes, yes, yes. So people are saying, like, either we're going to get a, an immaculate conception. Some people are calling it the Stingray Jesus. I was going to say Stingray Jesus. Stingray Jesus or no. a shark ray. Well, here's the thing. Experts do say it's not going to be a shark ray. How do they know? It's impossible for a shark to impregnate a stingray it's due to their different sizes and DNA. Stingray to get pregnant by itself. Which one's more impossible? I don't know, but a research scientist named Katie Lyons at the Georgia Aquarium said we should set the record straight that there aren't some shark ray shenanigans happening here. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have believed her except she said shenanigans. Shenanigans. Even scientists can say shenanigans. I would hope they would. It feels like they get permission to more often than the average <laughs> Jane or Joe. Charlotte's pregnancy is actually probably the result of a, a process called parthenog parthenogenesis. Hmm. That's a hard one. Wyoming and Giddens? Yes. Parthenogenesis. It's a rare method of asexual reproduction where females can produce an embryo without fertilizing an egg with sperm. Have you ever done this? Yes. Is that where Nico came from? No, it's where Mac came from. <laughs> well, they were twins. So I'm JK's father and Mac's your own creation. <laughs> That's a little strange. All of my children look so much like you that it is impossible for me to have participated in parthenogenesis. However, however, parthenogenesis has been recorded in more than 80 other species, including a zebra shark and a python. Yeah, you think you can stop pythons from breeding and taking over the Everglades? No, you cannot. Pythons are known for their big sex drives. Okay, I did not know that. I didn't either until I just told myself right now. Well, you mostly see parthenogenesis. I'm now an expert in saying mm -hmm. that. In small invertebrates like bees, wasps, ants, aphids, those can alternate between sexual and asexual reproduction. 
This hmm. would be the first documented case of it happening with a round stingray. So, okay. Keep an eye on North Carolina, what guys, about a and let's sting- see what happens any with any records Charlotte. with a flat stingray. I did not do the research on that. I apologize. This is interesting. Um, I heard. I feel weird about it. I heard a weird thing too that that made me think of. Oh. I've been I've been consuming a lot of podcasty things, not necessarily from the upper deck, if you know what I mean. Some strange shit out there. I heard one guy who was actually earlier today. He okay. was claiming that two years ago, this may be true. I don't know. I just never heard of it. He claimed that two years ago, a friend of his, a close known, trusted resource, very rich, very wealthy person. He and his wife went to some place in California, play, paid a quarter of a million dollars to this science lab, not Scientology, but science lab. They took an egg, they took sperm, and then they also went in and did a little hoo-hoo with the DNA. And this particular podcaster called it making a designer baby. And supposedly this child now at the age of two, one is beautiful. Two is a a progeny and a genius is already composing operas or something. I don't know, all kinds of wild stuff. And I'm just like, what? One, how is a baby doing wild stuff? And two, how is this the first time I've chosen to say stuff instead of shit? The both are baffling to me. Indeed, very baffling. It's the stuff of science fiction, to be sure. if, If Charlotte... The round stingray had been in California. I'd been like, oh, it's a designer baby. But uh, that doesn't seem to be the case. It doesn't. It does seem to be parthenogenesis. Now I can say it without even looking at the screen. We're going to have to, if you can say it three more times, you own the word. And somebody else I once heard said every new word that you learn contributes $10,000 a year to your income. Is that true? Uh, It's true that they said it. Okay, I was going to say, I don't, I don't know about the like other to parts see the, I'd like to see the research breakdown on that. So I, I heard about Charlotte and her um, immaculate conception on TikTok, also on TikTok. Well, you know it's true then. Yes. That was a good segue, also on TikTok. Yes, also on TikTok. I saw an astrologer. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of astrology TikToks. This particular astrologer was saying, hey, you know, like almost all of us collectively agree that something shifted in our experience of the of humanity in 2020. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Can't disagree with that. And he said, well, there's a reason why. Mm. In late 2019, right before 2020 dawned on us, there was a Saturn-Pluto conjunction. That's a rarity. It is a rarity. The last time it happened was in 1981, and that was on the cusp of the AIDS epidemic. Mm-hmm. Before that— uh, I enjoyed that epidemic. Before that, going back to the last Saturn-Pluto conjunction was World War II. And you can see these—if you keep going back, you can see major world-impacting things happening. I'm nodding my head aggressively, but slowly. So that was in late December of 2019. That happened. But then, in 2020, near the end of 2020— That was Saturn-Pluto conjunction. Okay, okay, sorry. But wait, there's more. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, this is the second thing that happened. So in later in 2020, we have a Jupiter-Saturn, not Mm Saturn-Pluto, a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. That's a big one. That- More frequent. Happened for the very first time. So so Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions happen about every 20 years, Mm -hmm. but for the past 200 years- 
Okay, from 2020 back 200 years, those Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions had been happening in Earth signs. However, starting in 2020, we started Except this for like new one cycle. In the 80s, right? Yeah, it was one in the 80s. How'd you know that? I'm a real freaking wizard. Okay. It was also in 1981. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I, I'm in awe of your astrological knowledge right now. You should see my astrological magnificence. My spheres are something to behold. Well, this is the first time that we have had the Saturn and Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in air signs, and they will continue on for the next 200 years. Every time they conjoin, it Mm. is going to be in air signs. And so I don't know particularly enough to know the breakdown of how an Earth sign conjunction will be different from an air sign one. I myself am an air sign. You'd think I would know, but I don't. But there's that. I'm just throwing that out there for anyone who wants to ponder. Well, if you throw dust into the wind, effectively combining earth and air, then you have the song by Kansas. Indeed. Dust in the wind. Yes. I I don't know if I'm ashamed about this or not. I went down a path for a while of a guy from the past century who was actually quite a a market prognosticator. He would put out a year in advance. He would call the turns, the major turns in the market, and oftentimes many years in advance put out like, this This is going to be a real bed shitter here oh. at this point in time. Okay. You've had experience with a bed shitter in this past week. It wasn't me. No. One of our children. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. This guy, uh, I've read quite a bit of his stuff. It's fascinating. I, I'm not, maybe I'm not interested anymore, but I certainly wasn't ever capable to really put it all together like he claimed you could. Yeah. But he did He did put a huge emphasis on the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. Oh. This 20-year thing and that, that so there, there's a proper, I mean, all the way down to the second, there's a proper exact moment of conjunction with with any planetary pair, mm-hmm. there's also a thing called orb, which means the effect of those things could be felt mm-hmm. a few degrees either side of proper zeroed out, yeah. if you will. But that he'd been able to tie together like from centuries ago, if not millennia ago, all the way through present and into the future and even some predictions he's made. He made that were events that didn't happen until after he died, that sure enough, within a, a reasonable degree of orb, there was a very significant something from the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. Okay. Pluto's always an interesting thing. It's kind of like the granddaddy, and yeah, with some of those, you get the more powerful major, right. major transitional things that occur. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when you shared that with me, I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea how to tell the future with any of it or to remote view or have out-of-body experiences. But every once in a while, I meditate and I feel a little bit of peace. There we go. And isn't that that. what it is all about? Yeah, for me. For me. Uh, One last thing I wanted to make mention of. You know this because I've been borderline pestering you, I suppose. It feels like pestering to me as an Enneagram 9 when I bring up something more than once. Okay. Okay. Do you think that's true? I think you feel that way, yes. 
I can tell by the look on your face. You come in, you get this wild, giddy look. Yeah. You're talking to me? Yes. I am on the cusp myself Mm -hmm. of launching a new endeavor. A new conjunction. A new conjunction. With Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter. All of them. A little bit of Neptune. (laughs) Rounding them up. And I'm making babies without intercourse or consent. Now I can't say it. Something genesis. Parthenogenesis. I mentioned this as I was in the process of closing Sort of Awesome, the podcast. Mm -hmm. It's not in production anymore. I don't know if you knew that. I, you know, I'd gone to download the most recent episode. (laughs) And it was from December. It just pulled up a... A gif of a middle finger. Oh, good. I'm so I did it. I've worked really hard on that. It was a beautiful and... middle finger. <laughs> no, and I mentioned that I was interested in dabbling in the voiceover. And the black arts. I'm going to use the black arts to make my voiceover business a success. Are you gonna call it uh are you gonna mainly advertise for vaping and call it Snape's Vapes? <laughs> You just come up with. That. I literally did. Yeah, it just it popped into my head. I had to bring it out for you. I bet somebody has made that joke somewhere, but that's the first time I've heard it, and it is funny. Um, I can tell you laughed hysterically. I did. I did. Can't you see my laugh spike on the on the old audio waves here? Oh, I thought that was an anger monitor. <laughs> <laughs> Monitors how angry I am by the uh, the. Yeah, that really pissed her off. <laughs> perceptions that the human ear can't hear. You yeah. just have to keep an eye on yeah. the monitor to well, know when I'm angry. It's hemisync. It's yes. the whole thing. Yeah. Um, truly, I've been really, I've put, been, I've been learning a lot, mm-hmm. working through some different courses, getting some back end stuff built up. I have mm-hmm. been working on this. Build up that back end. <laughs> okay. That's all I'm saying. I've been working on this so much that I actually had a really vivid dream about it this past week. That's when you know you're in the zone. I am in the zone. I it is extremely extremely rare for me to have a dream that is in any way connected to a current reality situation. I disagree. Oh, you know all my dreams? We talk about them often. Okay. Well, this one was so very specific. This one wasn't there was no layers of cloaking. Right. There was no interpretation required. Right. Yes. I, get, I agree with that. Yes. And it just really felt so confirming that this is the next right step. And I'm very excited about it. It might be confusing to some people because I am going to have – I'm going to start my business under a sort of nom de plume, under a – that's that's a pen name. A pen name. Except instead of a pen name, it's just going to be my – Professional voiceover name. Meg's Polygenesis. <laughs> Meg's Parthenogenesis. <laughs> the name's a little off putting, but. Well, um, depends what you're into. No, it's going to be Maggie Cash VO. Maggie okay. Cash voiceover. Okay. Maggie for my longtime nickname. Yeah. Cash is a family name on my mother's side. So you claim. So your grandmother claimed. It literally was her maiden name. So she said. We've seen no birth certificates. No, I have. No, proof. no, you haven't. I have on Ancestry.com. One of my, That's an accurate place. One of my mom's side of the family family members uploaded a bunch of stuff. 
which how is funny. How do you feel about that when a family member is just like, here's all my family's DNA? Uh, it's not their DNA. It's like documents. and They literally uploaded their DNA? <laughs> mm-hmm. Non-digitally? Yes. <laughs> OnlyFans? <laughs> oh, speaking of OnlyFans. Uh, you got a second gig you're running? <laughs> Maggie Cash's OnlyFans? No. Hey, you like feet? Speaking of... I got two. Uh, OnlyFans. I wasn't even going to mention this, but it is interesting, so I'll mention it. Okay. I listen to this podcast sometimes when I think to listen to it. It's called The Dating Detectives. Yes, you've told me of this. Yeah. One of the co-hosts is a private investigator, licensed private investigator here in Florida, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the other is a comedian who I believe lives in California. And they tell stories of this current hellscape that is the dating scene. I only know it from mm. listening to stories on dating detectives. Well, and the few times you thought about stepping out. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so the most recent episode is a was a part one last week. Part two will come out today as the people are listening. And it's called um The OnlyFans Pimp, I think. And that's my channel. Yes. And it tells the story of a young woman in her 20s who got caught up with a guy who convinced her to start an OnlyFans. And he was the quote unquote manager and just how things took a turn south from there. The sex trade takes many forms Mm -hmm. and many victims. Indeed. Indeed. So that's a great cheerful note to end on. Yeah. Okay. That's all I got for this week. And my head hurts. Well, I want to I want to share one last thing. We often talk about food on yes, here. Yes. Know, things that we've eaten. Yes. Um, yesterday, we made a corn chowder. And by we, you exclusively made it and it was delicious. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, this was from Chef Billy Parisi. I, of course, I didn't honor his recipe, but I used it as a loose guide. It's yeah. a great soup. It's a great soup. You don't even have to have actual corn on the cob, which is what he was advertising because it was in season. All uh, that. You can use canned sweet corn. You should use sweet corn. Um, what do you like about it? What, 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 what qualities was it about it that was like, mm-mm, good? Okay. Number one, the sweet corn was very sweet. Yes. Number two, if I may, mm. my one contribution was I told you I thought you should put some sausage in it. So you know I did. You know I did. <laughs> what kind of sausage did you get? I don't know what it's called here. I don't either. There's a this part of the country, which is the South, mm-hmm. the proper South. Oklahoma is not the South. The proper South. There is a different kind of sausage here. There's the Kanaka, I think. I don't think it's Kanuka. Kanika, I don't know. There's a local-ish brand. I believe they're out of Georgia or Alabama. I can't remember. There's this delicious. We've talked about it before. They were they, it was so good that the Publix was out. So yeah. I got a I got a copycat version. Don't remember the name of it. But it's a different, just it's hammy. It's a smoked sausage. Smoked and it's skinny. hammy, almost like andouille. But yes, yeah, and these I buy the skinny ones yeah. because I have a complex. And that was yeah, that was in there as well as I put some pork belly. Oh, yes. Into there. So. Okay. So the, the sort of like smoky flavors from the sausage really added. And AJ noticed this. I noticed too. The broth itself mm. was extremely tasty. And I. Yeah. That's from that's from the, the vegetables and the meat fats. I'm going to say 
I always I, I grew up my whole life thinking I didn't like soup mm-hmm. until you started making soups. Now I love soup. And I feel like I'm the, your soup advocate. Yes. And my soup supplier. <laughs> I feel like the broth is such a make or break component to mm-hmm. a soup. Otherwise, it's just some vegetables and some liquid, right? Yeah. Yeah. But this basically broth- just vegetable, like garden trash and urine. It can be that bad. Ah, it can be that bad. Okay. This broth was so complex and it just had so many flavors going on. You also did, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, a cream sherry in the broth. Yes. This is a Chef Billy Parisi addition to my life. Yeah. Cream cream sherry. Yeah. Which is, sherry is a, a wine. Don't get the cooking kind. Get real wine. Yeah. Cream sherry. And there's a whole thing. I didn't read it all. There's a whole thing how that's made specific, unique stuff that brought a really rich thing. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. It turned out so good. You made a huge pot of it. I thought we were going to have enough to have more today. And I went to look at the leftovers. It was not enough to feed the family again. I'll tell you what. You people destroy massive recipes. Well, we've got a lot of people. And Daisy was here for the weekend. I made... I mean, that recipe was supposed to serve eight, and I made a triple. I triplicated it. It got pregnant all by itself and made another baby in there. There's some left, but not enough for a whole nether meal for our family. Astounding. We are gluttonous. Well, you make good food. What are we supposed to do? Fat-shamed people. You make good food, and you make... Thank you. Well, you make... nachos. But then, that's, that's not good... Nor, well, it is good, but it's not food. You made good food today, and it was your idea. I was blank. I had nothing. I, my my creativity was tapped out, and I said, you, what what do you want? And I said, how about I feel big and greedy today. How about some breakfast sandwiches? Breakfast Sammies. Yeah. But like biscuits. Biscuits. Eggs, sausage, crappy American cheese slices. Yeah. I they were so good and so filling. They were delicious. My one regret and this is not Is that you let me cook the eggs? No, this is not on you either. I don't super love the Grand's biscuits. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I, I knew blew I it. knew you were gonna take this wrong. Listen, Damn it. it's not you. Here's it's a twofold issue. Number one, making biscuits from scratch is such an ordeal. Mm-hmm. We didn't. I I know. Now, normally you are a big make everything from scratch guy. Love to scratch in the kitchen. Yes. But biscuits are such an ordeal. And then also they're wildly unpredictable how they're going to turn out. Yeah. Most often the ones I've been a part of, they they only taste worse than they look. Yes, exactly. The thing with grands, and this is the second prong of the two-part problem for me and mm-hmm. i could just be a me problem i fully acknowledge that i feel like it leaves a little film behind in my mouth mm-hmm. now would this be the flakies or the buttered i did a flaky today you bought some of each yeah so you're only you're only dragging on the flakies yes i made a dragging motion as though i were you did a boston terrier with worms Ooh, on the rug okay um but they were so good and genuinely like nobody has even even been wandering around like i'm hungry i need a snack no everybody it. passed out yes they've just been lolling about on the furnitures so delicious thank you for making those you did all of that we did we, we split the labor are on you that. kidding the only thing i did was cook eggs 
Yeah. And that was the worst part of the whole meal. <laughs> you made the biscuits. You you solved the sausage riddle, as you always have. Oh, my God. Um, you did the magic. I got the magic in me. Mm. And evidently, for babies. Wasn't that what the stinger oh, was for, pregnant for? Pups. For pups. Babies, pups. Yeah. Okay. Um, we've talked the people's ear off for long enough. We made up for gone, last week. We've gone a little bit. Yeah, sometimes you cut them short and I got to make up for it. Yeah. All right. What's your, what's your guidance? What's your direction? What's your hopes and dreams for yourself and for the people? Wow, that's a lot here at the end of an episode. I think it comes down to, comes back to connect with who you really are. And as you do that and discover the truth about yourself is that you are, in fact, awesome. It's true. Which would, in fact, then demand. Shouldn't your day be awesome today? Wouldn't it? You? Please have one. You're missing it up. Have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.